Welcome to the Gather Houston podcast. We are a Christian community practicing the way of Jesus in all parts of life and for the good of all people. Thank you for joining us today. So Gather, uh, in this season after Easter, we've been having a conversation all about prayer and specifically the prayer that Jesus teaches us. Uh, and we've been reminding each other every week for the last six weeks that prayer is a formation practice, that we are formed by prayer, that prayer isn't, uh, it's not about having to form the perfect prayer. It's not, there's not a formula for getting it right. Uh, we're not trying to form God into our image and make God do what, what we want. Prayer is an invitation for us to be formed into the image and into the love of God. We've been talking about it over and over again, and we've talked about how we're formed in prayer by showing up, by being present. We're formed in prayer by expecting the kingdom of God to come. We're formed by prayer when we pray really honest prayers, and we're formed by being ready to receive from God. We are formed in our prayers. And uh, this is the last of those conversations uh, today. It's been uh, it's been great for me. I, I hope it's been good for you. Uh, but this is the last of those conversations uh, about prayer, and we're going to do something a little bit different today. Today you're going to hear from me and from Andre, our pastor of formation, about our personal prayer practices. So uh, we just wanted to share a little bit about what prayer looks like in our life, not because we have it all figured out or because uh, prayer is easier for us or because God uh, answers our call faster than he answers yours or anything like that. Um, we just wanted to give you a little bit of a framework about how we think about it and what we do, uh, because sometimes these conversations around things like prayer can become pretty theoretical. And so we just wanted to do uh, one last week where we share our personal experience and our personal practice, hopefully as kind of a guide uh, for you. So I'm going to let Andre share his, uh, his kind of personal practice and thinking first, uh, and then I'll come back and I'll wrap up this conversation for us. I'm grateful to be able to share some of my practices uh, that I've been able to explore, uh, I would say specifically in the last year. Um, for it's been a year uh, that has been different for all of us, has been um, a year of new rhythms uh, and different rhythms. And uh, for me, one of the kind of stable lifelines um, has really been a contemplative prayer. Uh, and you could call it Lectio Divina, which uh, is just the idea of divine listening or divine reading. Um, and one of the most helpful uh, ways that this has um, really exhibited itself in my life has been uh, just that I've been able to slow down a bit. Uh, and specifically what I've been working through uh, is... Uh, the prayer that is called the Shema, and it's in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 5. And what I will do is I'll read this prayer multiple times. I'll just quiet my spirit, relax my body. And it goes like this. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And as I would say that over and over and over again, I would find myself uh, being able to calm down a bit. I'd find myself 
at being in tune with the spirit, able to relax and breathe a bit better. And I found myself wanting to listen more than to speak. And sometimes for us, uh, prayer uh, is this idea where we must be talking or we must be conversing in some manner, whether it be in our head or whether it be verbally. But prayer is this idea of practicing presence, being more present. You know, and, and one of the things for me is that what this has done is, is for me to take time when I know I'm feeling busy throughout my day, that I just would take a breath and realize that I'm here and I'm present in this space. And as we talk about prayer, uh, this idea of prayer is not about uh, how great you are at it. Uh, what is the formula? We've been talking this whole series about that idea. Do not uh, try to unlock the door uh, with the best formula uh, or the key that you've found and you've made. But more or less, just try to be present wherever you are and whatever space you're in. Henry Nouwen says it like this, spiritual formation I've come to believe is not about steps or stages on the way to perfection, but it's about the movements from the mind into the heart through prayer and many forms that connects us to God and to others and to our truest selves. From this rhythm, I'm reminded of the presence of God in my life. As I continue to recite the Shema, I'm just able to be reminded of the transcendence of God, the presence of God, that he meets us where we are, that he is present around us. That I'm allowing the scriptures to shape who I am by the power of the spirit of God. And it reminds me to listen, that I'm open to hear God speak and the spirit lead. And last but not least, it directs me into the way of love, of loving others, loving myself, and loving God. Thank you for allowing me to share. You know, Andre and I did not compare notes before uh, we filmed this today, and uh, our prayer practices are really pretty similar. We have uh, kind of different reasoning behind them, but but we end up practicing uh, very similar, and I, I think that that's beautiful. I, I hope you uh, don't feel like this is redundant, uh, but I, I think there's really uh, something unique about our community that we're both trying these different kinds of things. But uh, I, I was taught uh, I, I was taught my entire life that prayer was just talking to God. That's what people said over and over again. Prayer is just talking to God. And um, that is part of prayer, but it's definitely not the whole part of prayer. And um, for whatever reason, uh, that was my entire framework. Just talk to God. Just talk to God. Just talk to God. And God said to me over and over and over again, and it was even kind of implied to me that if you prayed a, uh, a scripted prayer, a pre-written prayer, then that prayer was a little less genuine or authentic or meaningful. And um, I have always been a, a talker, like I, I kind of talk a lot and I, you know, I, I talk in front of you a lot. And um, there was a point in my life where a family member once tried to pay me 
for every minute I could go without talking. And um, I made zero dollars that day. I've just always talked a lot. So when I heard that prayer was just talking to God, that felt very comfortable for me. That didn't feel intimidating or uncomfortable. That felt totally fine. But the truth is all I really ever did was ramble to God. Um, it, it wasn't a great conversation. I just kind of shared about how it was going. And uh, I would ramble my way through some prayer time. And um, I would definitely be glad that I could mark that prayer time off my list. You know, like I, I prayed today. I did some rambling, just talking to God. Uh, glad I did that. And then I would move about my day. The prayer prayers didn't feel very connected, very meaningful, very impactful. But I can mark it off my list because I was just talking to God. No real divine connection uh, for me. And then about five years ago, I read the work of this um, sixth century Christian monk. He's a, a Eastern uh, monk named John Climacus. Uh, John the Ladder is how he's referred to a lot of times. And he says this about prayer, and it totally changed my framework in thinking. He says, do not be over-sophisticated in the words you use when praying, because the simple lisping of children has often won the heart of their heavenly Father. And do not try to be verbose when you pray, lest your mind be distracted and searching for words. One word of the tax collector was enough to please God. And one cry of faith saved the thief. Verbosity and prayer often distracts the mind, where brevity makes for concentration. So th this one quote changed my prayer life, my practice, my framework. One word was enough. That's the, the crux of this. One word was enough. And it just gave me permission to stop rambling and feeling like I had to go on and on because naturally I kind of just go on and on. And this idea is when I fell in love with writing liturgy for the church, for a congregation, with, with writing prayers that would be said over and over and over and over again because it's the repetition and the simplicity that brings meaning and connection. Just one word is enough. Just one word. And that is what my entire practice is built around, just finding one word. And I, I talk a lot for my job, and so sometimes I feel like prayer is the only place where I'm allowed uh, to just be totally quiet, to not have an opinion, or have to offer anything at all. Uh, I don't journal anymore. Um, I don't say long prayers. I just try to find one word, one word or phrase. So when I read or hear or experience something, I will grab one word or phrase for that day. You know, I, I shared this in our Zoom group this week, but sometimes people will encourage you, you know, try to come up with a word for your year. And um, that always feels really intimidating to me because a year is a really long time. I don't know what all, what all is going to happen. So for me in this practice, I try to find a word for my day, maybe my week. But if I hear something, experience something, I try to hold on to it. So I took Ellis on a walk last week. Uh, like I do almost every day, listen to a podcast while I took him on a walk like I almost do every day. And the podcast host uh, said that he was finally comfortable with change because he realized that his life was a living document. And I thought that's a really beautiful way to say that, living document. So I just prayed living document. I thought about praying, God help me to be a living document, comfortable with change and offering no judgment on myself. I thought about praying all that, but those words like, uh, John the latter says those words uh, lead to the mind wandering. 
but one word is enough. So I just prayed living document, living document. I breathed in living and out document. It was just a breath prayer, living document over and over again. It was my word for the walk, not even for the day, just one word to pray and concentrate on. Or at at the very beginning of the pandemic, I would read Psalm 23 over and over again. And uh, uh, the very end of, of Psalm 23 says, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And uh, my one word many of those weeks was just surely, surely, surely. It was a prayer of, of hope and faith. Surely God will do something. Surely, surely, surely. Belief, faith, and hope. So my encouragement to you is just to find one word and to carry it with you and to breathe it in and out, to write it at the top of your to-do list or to change your morning alarm title in your phone to that one word. You can take five deep breaths and pray your one word on the in-breath and the out-breath, and it will change your day. Just one word is enough. So I want to give you, as we kind of wrap up this entire conversation, I just want to give you a two-minute prayer rhythm. So a two-minute a day. So I know that that sometimes it's intimidating for people to say, I have this 30-minute thing I do every morning. Uh, You probably don't have time for a 30-minute routine or rhythm, but this is a two-minute prayer rhythm that you can incorporate at work or in the car or first thing in the morning or whenever works for you. But here is a two-minute prayer prayer, uh, rhythm uh, that, that might be helpful for you. You could take the first minute and just sit in some silence and reflection. Maybe take some deep breaths. Henry Nouwen says the real work of prayer is to be silent and to listen to the voice that says good things about you. To be silent and listen to the voice that says good things about you. So in your prayer practice, you can be quiet for one minute and listen for that affirming voice. And then take one more minute and pray your word, whatever that word is. Take one, 60 seconds. You can pray it on the in-breath and the out-breath. And that's a two-minute prayer practice. One minute in silence and reflection, listening for the affirming voice of God. And one minute taking deep breaths and praying your word on the in-breath and out-breath. It's simple, but I'm telling you it is meaningful and it will change your day. And if you're really struggling at any point in your day, five deep breaths and praying your one word will help a lot. It's really simple, but I'm telling you, it's really meaningful and really impactful. Just one word is enough. And so gather, uh, my prayer for you today is that in just a minute, you would hear our gospel proclamation spoken over you and that you would hold tight to the affirming voice of God whispering to you, created, loved, rescued, forgiven, and free. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in Gather, check out our website at gatherhouston.org or visit us on Sunday at 10 a.m.